If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Well, hello and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And those are things we can do anytime, no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what's going on in the world. We can make choices and use practical strategies, things that are so easy, even I can do them to feel better. When we feel better, we do better. And right now, we all need that in the world. We need to take care of ourselves and our own energy so that we are prepared and ready to take care of others. And I see people doing that all over the place. You know, I I just heard a story about a local distillery that was struggling for business and they began making hand sanitizer and a toy store that uh, is really experiential, Piccolo Mundo Toys in Oregon. And they've been putting together activity packages uh, for kids that are at home and may not have any resources. People are buying these packages to donate to the kids. It's helping the toy store and it's helping the community. I walk around and I see this creative effort with, you know, chalk drawings on the street and painted rocks for people to find in the gardens as we go on our walks. Everywhere I look, good things are happening right in there amongst the bad. People are repurposing products, using creative approaches to keep their businesses running, to teach their kids. My mom was telling me about a drugstore in her area that had a drive-up window for prescriptions, and now they'll let you drive up and give them the shopping list, check things off, and they'll go around and do the shopping so people don't have to come inside. It's responding to a need in the community for sure. But it's also a creative way of keeping their businesses going, right? And as challenging as life can be, it's in the most difficult moments that often lead to transformation among us. I'm seeing this happen in families. I'm seeing this happen in businesses. I'm seeing this happen in school. We have the resources to manage these difficult times. And when we do, even when it's painful and difficult, we experience a growth. I think we're seeing it now among people everywhere. And psychologists have a name for this. It's called post-traumatic growth. 
And it's what we're talking about today right here on Polly Campbell's Simply Side. In the mid-1990s, psychologists Richard Tedeschi and Lawrence Calhoun came up with this term, PTG, post-traumatic growth. Now, you've probably heard about post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. When we experience trauma, that trauma can linger within us for years and decades. It can trigger anxiety, depression, flashbacks, nightmares, headaches, mental and physical health issues. And it often affects first responders and war veterans and survivors of sexual assault, uh, difficult illnesses, and, and people who have come through difficult treatments. The trauma lingers within our bodies, causing a whole bunch of challenges as we go through our life. And it's not uncommon. But did you know that the majority of trauma survivors do not develop PTSD? In fact, a large number of people who go through traumatic experiences experience transformational growth called post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth is when we experience a positive psychological change as a result of a struggle or highly challenging life circumstances. I think we're seeing it happen now. Now, this doesn't minimize the struggle, right? And the experience I'm having right now is going to be much different than the person down the street or a person in New York City or someone in Italy. Our experiences are unique, and this isn't to compare or downplay anybody's experience. But we all have the option to grow into that. Following psychological struggle, following this kind of adversity, many of us can experience positive growth afterwards. The psychologists say people develop new understandings of the world, of themselves, and how to relate to the other people in the future. Because of the experiences they go through, they may gain a better understanding of how to live life. Isn't that an interesting possibility? Isn't that hopeful? Listen, post-traumatic growth does not take the struggle out of the experience. It does not take away the pain. But the struggle can ignite the kind of expansive growth and a new appreciation for life that can help transform our lives going forward. Now, if you're already pretty resilient, you may not notice this kind of transformation in the same way as somebody who's just now developing the resilience. Because super resilient people already have a lot of these things in place to help them cope. It doesn't minimize the pain. It doesn't minimize the fear and uncertainty of difficult and traumatic life circumstances. But it means they have the mechanisms, the resilience in place to help them cope with it. But if you're just now developing your resilience skills and you are a little less resilient or less experienced with this, you might have some intense fears and distress and upset, confusion, anxiety as we go through difficult life experiences. But in the end, that understanding, that process of experiencing these life challenges is going to help you transform and step into your life experience in a new way that'll help you grow. So when psychologists look at whether somebody has experienced post-traumatic growth, 
they look really at how they're experiencing five to seven different areas of your life. And I think these are good things for each of us to think of and experience as we go through things. Because listen, life is filled with adversity and we're going to experience over and over in difficult and different ways. Some things will be harder to cope with than others for us. But again, those experiences are unique. So keep these things in mind because when we experience adversity, when we grow through adversity, often it means growth in these areas. People who experience great adversity and experience growth as a result of it have a greater appreciation of life. They have greater appreciation of the relationships that they have in their lives and they are committed to strengthening those. They have increased compassion and altruism, okay? They identify new possibilities or life purposes. When we experience great adversity and we come through it, I think it's very clarifying. It helps me to really identify where I want to spend my time Going forward, am I doing the things that are meaningful to me? People who experience adversity and and come through it and experience this kind of post-traumatic growth also tend to have a greater awareness of their own strengths and experience creative growth. They want to make stuff, right? They're more open. They're braver. They're willing to try different things. And often people who experience growth after adversity and setback experienced some form of enhanced spiritual development, whatever that is for you, not necessarily religious, but uh, a change and understanding about how they view the universe and their place in it, right? Now, Post-traumatic growth, this kind of expansion and transformation after adversity or during adversity doesn't mean you don't feel the pain. And and there's plenty of worry and um, difficulty. Adversity is tough. And you may be having worrisome thoughts, ruminating. You know, we go, we get into these obsessive thought behaviors where we go over and over, what if, what if, what if, what if, and we, we stew about this stuff. That doesn't end. These things don't end. But in order to transform through the adversity, you want to sit with those emotions. You want to be open to what life is serving up, even when it's difficult. You may need help working through those emotions through therapy or your own creative exploration through writing or venting to friends, getting the help you need to work with them. But instead of suppressing the feelings or denying them or numbing them with alcohol or web surfing or shopping or work or whatever it is we do, exercising to get away from feeling... We sit in those difficult emotions and allow ourselves to experience them and learn about them. You know, emotions such as sadness and grief and anger and anxiety, those are common responses to difficult situations and trauma. It's okay to feel worried. It's okay to feel sadness and anger and grief. That's part of this experience. And instead of shutting off your difficult emotions when you're dealing with a difficult event, and and by the way, shutting off those emotions can really do damage to our health because they don't go away. They settle into our body, 
often causing, you know, migraines and chronic illness and uh, greater trauma as we go forward. They can prevent us from moving forward too. Suppression of our experiences keep us from growing. But when we open ourselves to feeling whatever we're feeling, to really being part of whatever experience we're having, when we become curious, then, and this is a process that the bigwigs call psychological flexibility. We open to the experiences of the world, good or bad. We tend to be healthier and happier. We tend to be better able to cope now and going forward. And and we can undergo that kind of growth transformation I'm talking about. In the end, we will come out stronger and more capable than we did in the beginning. And we'll be better equipped to deal with whatever baloney comes our way in our lives going forward, right? I'm interested in this idea because I think wherever we look, we see it happening. We are digging deep into our own creativity, our own mental reserves, our own physical reserves. I'm getting really creative in my workouts. It's important for me to keep moving. And I'm used to going to the gym and working out on all, you know, the machines of the gym. And I haven't done that for 45 days now, but I don't want to give up the workout. So what kind of low impact training can I do at home to keep myself moving? And I've developed with help of friends who are experts in this and reading and my own preferences, my own set of workout that I'm doing every day. So what are you already doing to deal with the challenges you faced to get through them a little easier? I think sometimes we deny our own strength and our own power. I mean, many people have already gotten creative and figured out ways to work at home when they really need to stay in client contact or to cook meals when they have limited groceries or whatever it is, right? We're finding ways through. But we do that in the course of our regular day. And I think sometimes we undersell ourselves. Take a minute now and think about the things you've done, the creative ways you're getting through. Experience your emotions. What have you been feeling? I've had some, I've had some sadness. I've had some uh, uncertainty, feelings of stress a little bit, but mostly I've felt some grief about the way this time has changed. My relationships and um, my work and my daughter's experience at school, but I've also had some pride I've also had some lots of joy, really. And I've also really thought about who I am as a person, as a writer, as a mother, as a woman, as an introvert, and how that's going to play out. I'm deliberate. Take the time now to experience all that you're feeling, to really think about what you've been going through, and then acknowledge the changes and the growth that's already occurred that have helped you get through the last couple of months. And going forward, what do you want this to look like for you? Have you learned anything about yourself that uh, you're proud of or that is interesting or that you like? Are the things you want to do different? Do you have a new purpose, something you want to try that feels better to you? You know, simply start today. Think about the experience you're having, the feelings you're having around it 
just today. Be in this moment. Be completely open to the experience and don't judge your feelings. Then look at the stories you paint around that because the stories we create often determine how we feel about our lives. So the story you could create is, oh, this is terrible. We're sitting in quarantine and there's nothing we can do and we're missing out on so much. Or the story could be, this gives me an opportunity to learn and grow. And I'm excited to see how my family grows from this. And I'm enjoying the time with my kid and making healthy meals, right? We are talking about the same amount of time, but the way you tell the story determines how you feel about your experience. And it's understanding and being open to those feelings and experiences to help us grow or keep us stuck. I'm interested in the growth. I think this is an interesting time. It's not one I would have chosen. I'm well aware that there are many challenges yet for us to go through. Many things we have to figure out and learn about how to deal with this. But this is where we're at right now. And I'm completely on board with trying to learn about it, trying to understand myself and those that I live with, get to know my friends and family in a new way when external circumstances have changed and in some ways limited us, but in other ways maybe provided possibilities to slow us down and help us pay attention. This is the time we have. We have the opportunity to grow through it, to make stories that fill us with meaning and understanding. We can acknowledge that we've been hurt and that this is scary or that we've experienced fear in our lives before. We can come into the moment of what we're doing today, right now, this way. And then we can write our vision for what we want to create going forward. That's post-traumatic growth, right? And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment of the show where I offer a, a tip, strategy, practice, cool item or book that I love that might get you going. And this is a practice today, but it's super simple and super important. We talk a lot here about how our beliefs shape our lives. You've heard that adage, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Our beliefs are simply thought patterns that we repeat. And those thought patterns get emotions attached. So if we think we can do something, we get excited and and we believe in ourselves and we go do that thing. And those thought patterns then become tangible because we act on them, right? So if you believe you can't do something, then you're just going to sit in place and not do it. That is an action. Being stagnant is an action. Today's Simply Nifty is to remember this. Believing that post-traumatic growth is possible Believing that you are resilient is the main factor in allowing you to create that resilience. Research has found that when people believe they're resilient, they act in more resilient ways. Believe in yourself. Know that you are capable. And being capable doesn't mean you have to feel good about it every time. It doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. It doesn't mean you have to have it worked out. But believing you're resilient, believing that you can transform and grow through adversity 
is the first link toward doing just that. I think we can all do this, right? I think we can all do this. It doesn't mean it feels good. It just means we won't be stuck in the pain or the difficulty for the rest of our lives. Listen, this stuff isn't easy, but this is what we've got. Like it or not, this is what we are facing. Isn't it reassuring to know that we can come out of it transformed, that we can come out of it more creative, more appreciative, with a greater sense of meaning or purpose? None of this is wasted time. This is our time to discover the possibilities and the opportunities right here in our lives right now. They exist. They are still there for us. And we see people all around us as they're making masks and creating art, finding creative ways of budgeting and helping one another, encouraging each other, and really understanding what's important in each of our lives. People are doing this. We are doing this. It's how we're wired. It's what we have. Within this moment, there's great possibility for us too. And it won't dull the pain, but that's okay because it's when we recognize the adversity that we are able to move through it. So let's do that, right? Thank you for joining me today on Polly Campbell Simply Said. If you have comments or ideas, you want to share a creative tip as to how you're growing through the adversity in your life, tweet me at PL Campbell or join my Facebook community at Polly Campbell Author, where we talk about these and other things. You can sign up for the newsletter there, How to Live an Awesome Life. And I look forward to you joining us. In the meantime, let's create something amazing from the most difficult times. And when we open to our experience and all that we're feeling and believe that we can transform and grow through it, I believe we will live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Upper. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Thank you.